I started off not really, not really knowing what I was doing, you know, and sometimes you just got to jump in. One of my big philosophies in life, like if you want to do something, you just got to start. If you've ever been told you weren't good enough, not big enough, not fast enough, not smart enough, or if you've ever felt paralyzed by a failure you just weren't willing to accept, this is the show for you. Hustle and Motivate is a blueprint built by guests who've conquered obstacles, silenced critics, and overcome adversity by seeing every failure as an opportunity, realizing the true power of the underdog mentality. This is Tyler O'Shea, and you're listening to Hustle and Motivate. Back in June, I interviewed ex-Major League pitcher Jim Morris, the subject of Disney's The Rookie and one of the greatest sports underdogs of all time. Shortly after that, I saw Jim share another interview he did on a podcast called The Moonlight Graham Show. So I checked it out and found that it's a show dedicated to celebrating the role players, the underdogs, and the great stories in sports. This was the first time I ever came across someone as passionate about underdogs as I am. So I reached out to the host of the show, Tim Flattery, for an interview. Luckily, he agreed, and I was very eager to pick his brain and learn everything there is to know about him and his show. In our conversation, Tim reveals the steps of building a successful podcast, how he lands high-profile interviews with professional athletes, and the most amazing underdog story he's ever heard. Here is the host of the Moonlight Graham Show, Tim Flattery. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sounds good, Tyler. My name is Tim Flattery, based in Des Moines, Iowa, so right in the heart of the country. And what I do is I'm, I'm the host of the Moonlight Graham Show. And so similar to you, Tyler, we like to celebrate the role players and the underdogs in sports. And so the Moonlight Graham Show, uh, we got that name from the Field of Dreams. Moonlight Graham was a a character in the movie Field of Dreams, but he was also a real-life baseball player that played in one Major League Baseball game, and he never got in that bat. So, of course, in the movie Field of Dreams, he has to come to the, uh, the field to get his at bat. And so I've always thought that was such a cool story, and I wanted to find more guys with stories like that and create a podcast around it. And so that's, that's how we started the Moonlight Graham Show, and we're about 114 episodes in at this point, and it's been a ton of fun. That's amazing. And how far are you from the Field of Dreams, where you live? Yeah, I'm about two and a half hours from it right now. And so I'm in uh, Des Moines in like central Iowa. The Field of Dreams is over in eastern Iowa. So about two and a half hours away, 120 mi- or 150 miles or so. N- nice little day drive. And I saw on your Instagram that you actually went there and got suited up. How was that? <laughs> Oh, it was amazing, man. Yeah, last year, it was uh, February of last year, I, I see on Twitter that a bunch of like baseball fanatics from Europe, these guys are from Ireland, England, Scotland, and they're just baseball nuts. And they're crazy about the game of baseball, love the movie Field of Dreams, had never been to America before. And so for all of these guys' first trip to America, they spent a week in Iowa and three days at the Field of Dreams playing games. And on Twitter, they were looking for people to play them. And so in February of last year, I kind of raised my hand on Twitter, tweeted at these guys that they were coming to Iowa. 
I got a team together of actually all my relatives. So my dad, my brothers, my cousins, my uncles, and we played these guys um, that were kind of associated with like baseball in Ireland and baseball um, over in England. And we played them last August, actually about a year ago, um, over at the Field of Dreams. And it was one of the best, best games ever. Just had so much fun. That's amazing. So you had to put together that whole team. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we're, I'm related to a bunch of ball players, and I got a, I got three brothers myself. My dad's got four brothers. My dad was a ball player. I got a bunch of cousins. And so it was essentially like one long text message to all my family, like, hey, can we get this team together for August? And everybody, everybody was in. And so uh, it took a little bit of coordinating, but everybody was really pumped up to do it. I mean, that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. How, oh, how sure. excited are you for uh, for the MLB game coming? Oh, so summer? pumped, man. So pumped, yeah. I, I'm, my thing right now is I'm trying to figure out how do I get there. You know, the, the word in town is going to be the tickets are going to be, you know, a couple grand a piece, and it's going to be probably the most expensive sports ticket for Iowa ever. Uh, we've never had a Major League Baseball game here in the state before, so it'll be a big deal. We're all excited. I'm just trying to figure out how I can be involved. And what team do you root for? So I'm a Twins fan. Okay. Yeah, I'm a Twins Interesting fan. Interesting season. This oh, year. yeah. Yeah, we've been, we've been up and down. We were the best team in baseball at one point. Uh, you know, we got like a three-and-a-half game lead over the Indians right now. So it's, it's a fun baseball season. So let's get back to you. What made you decide to start the podcast and why the focus on underdogs and role players? Yeah. Um, well, part of it is – when you live in the Midwest and you're, you're watching sports on a national scale, you kind of feel like the underdog a little bit, just in general. Like the guys that come out of Iowa into professional sports, think of guys like Nick Collison for the Oklahoma City Thunder or, um, you know, Tim Dwight was a, was a former Iowa Hawkeye that played in some Super Bowls or Kurt Warner is a great underdog story. These guys all come from Iowa and Iowans, there's not many of us, so we're all really proud of the ones that make it to the, uh, you know, the major pro sports. And so that's kind of like the, the mentality of, of Iowans in general. And in my career, outside of the podcast, I'm in insurance sales. I spend a lot of time driving around. And you're always listening to sports talk radio, but it's always the same people you hear over and over again, the same guests. And they're always talking to, you know, the same type of... NBA, MLB, NFL stars all the time. And so I wanted to create a podcast around the people that you don't hear the interviews, the Cody Deckers of the world, the Jim Morris's of the world, the guys at the end of the bench or the guys like, you know, the Moonlight Graham type of guys that we wanted to be the voice of those guys. And it's interesting that you say that because when I started this, I was just uh, like ESPN and all those type of channels. They do like little features on underdogs and stuff like that. But it's always like they just do it to fill time, it seems like. And to dedicate a space to it, it ju it's just awesome. Yeah, if you if you turn on ESPN like midweek on a Tuesday or Wednesday, they're running through the same storylines every day, every week, every year. And so we wanted to do something different. Like we didn't want to follow the – sports opinion model. We don't really think many people care about our opinions on sports, but we wanted to find those really diamond in the rough stories, bring them to light, and create a podcast around it and just do something different. We thought the, that it was a need for it out in the marketplace and we've had a lot of fun doing it. And going off of that, some of the names you mentioned already, you've been able to connect with some pretty prolific sports figures through your show. 
um, and as you mentioned, over 100 episodes. How'd you get the ball rolling and begin to kind of work your way up to that level? Yeah, you know, you start off with like people you know. As you know, Tyler, you know, getting stuff off the ground is not the easiest thing. So you start off with like, you know, who who do I know or or who's in my network to and then slowly you kind of build it build it up. And the nice part about being from Iowa is that you're kind of one connection away from everybody who is somebody on the national stage that's from Iowa. So, you know, like Nick Nurse, for instance, won an NBA title with the Toronto Raptors this last year. Like I know 10 of Nick Nurse's relatives, you know what I mean? And I know his brothers and and I know people that played against him in high school. And just because we're a smaller state, you know, you know, everybody that's from your state. And so that's been a big thing. So we have, we have really good access to people that are from Iowa. And as you slowly build that kind of credibility of having a lot of episodes or getting somebody else on the podcast, then all of a sudden it gets easier to get other people. And so that's kind of how we've, we've built it out. So how do you pitch like new, new guests for an interview? <laughs> yeah. I just say, Hey, we're, we're the Moonlight Graham show. I think everybody kind of, every athlete kind of views themselves as an underdog, right? I think even you look at Michael Jordan, maybe the greatest athlete of all time, he always just used it as fuel to motivate himself. You know, the fact that he got cut off off the varsity team when he was a sophomore in high school. And so he always viewed himself as an underdog. So it's really how you, how you frame things. And so when I'm trying to get a specific guest, I'm trying to think of like, how can I pitch these guys to make them feel like they are an underdog, like they are the role player in this situation. And so that's kind of what we go for, because I think every athlete views themselves with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder with a little bit or a little bit as an underdog. And so we try to take that same mentality when we're getting those guests onto our show. Definitely. And that, that underdog mentality, like we preach is, you know, kind of the edge that gets people to where they are, like gets these athletes to the, to the next level. Exactly. Have you found that in, in your interviews? Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's, it's so interesting to see what drives people because, you know, not everybody is the same in, in the way they view themselves and motivate themselves. It's a little bit different with, with everybody. And I think a lot of it depends on, you know, how people grew up or where they grew up or what sport they're playing. And so much of like, for instance, in, in football, you'll see a, guys that are a lot more aggressive in football than they are in baseball. And a lot of guys that make it in baseball are like way more laid back because of the season all the time and they they play more games. And so it's been really fascinating through the podcast of learning kind of these different personality types that have have had different levels of of success in their career. So it's been cool and it's been a little bit unexpected too. And for the level of personalities you're you're hosting, how did you get so comfortable as as an interviewer and as a host? Well, uh, I started off not really, not really knowing what I was doing, you know, and sometimes you just got to jump in. One of my big philosophies in life, like if you want to do something, you just got to start. I'm not, I'm a big believer in like, you can have paralysis by analysis. You can sit around and try to put the perfect business plan together. You can try to put the perfect plan together for something, but it can never, it'll never get off the ground unless you just jump in and start. And at some point you got to say, I might fail doing this, but I got to start today if I'm ever going to do it. And so I didn't have a clue how to interview people right away, 
but as you know, you, you got to start somewhere. So I started interviewing some of my friends. I started interviewing some athletes that I knew personally. And then you go back and you listen to yourself and it's cringeworthy and, and you don't ask good questions, but slowly and, but surely you get better at it, right? you you listen to guys like Dan Patrick and Jim Rome. Those guys are really great interviewers. And all of a sudden you're, you're figuring out what they're doing well that you're not doing. And you're trying to incorporate some of what they're doing into, into how you interview people, but also you want it to sound authentic and you want to have your own voice too. So it's been hard, but it's been a learning experience and it's been fun. Definitely. And as I mentioned before we started recording, we were talking about how I found you through you know, I interviewed Jim Morris, you interviewed Jim Morris, I saw, I checked out your show. And as far as promoting the episodes, um, I've seen some of your, like some of your posts on Instagram are amazing just to promote an interview. It's just so funny. And it seems like, you know, you kind of have it boiled down to a science. What are, and I know, I don't know if you'd agree with that, but from, from the outside looking in, that's what it looks like to me. Like, it's just so well done. What are some things you wish you knew when you were just starting out? Well, that's a good question. I, I wish I knew how time-consuming social media was. I was never much into social media, Twitter. I mean, I had the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that before. But when you start digging in on like when you need to post things on different platforms, um, what gets clicks, how, how, how kind of time-consuming Twitter can be in general... I wish I had a better idea of that in, um, at, from the get-go because I've wasted a lot of time on there um, doing things like that. I wish I would have known you know, what type of equipment to use, how to, how to re- record interviews over the phone, what type of microphones that I needed, what type of software that I needed. Um, you know, all of that was kind of guess and check from the jump. But it's also you know, part of what, what it takes to become good at something. Like You have to mess up, and not everybody can just say this is exactly how you need to do it and you got to figure it out on your own and what works for you so that's what i've done um made a lot of mistakes but we're still doing it a couple years in and and you know it's been really gratifying and i think uh you know there's been a lot of professional developments throughout and going through like you mentioned working in insurance as your full-time job how do you stick with something like this that's a passion project that you're that you're trying to build on the side yeah, I think it's it's about planning. You know, it's about managing your time and planning things out. Uh, so one thing, even though this is kind of a side hustle, if you will, of mine, the podcast, um, it has made me become a lot more organized and a lot more, a lot better manager of my time because there'd be no other way for me to accomplish my real job and get to, you know, provide for my family that I need to and be able to do the podcast that I at the level that I wanted to do it every week. And so that's the biggest thing is being able to manage my time and plan. And so thankfully over the last three years, I've gotten a lot better at that and I've had to because of it. Now it allows for me to do both. So I'm going to get into a couple rapid fire questions I have for you, if that's cool Cool. with you. Um, Yeah. So favorite sporting event you've been to in your lifetime. Game seven of the world series between the Royals and the giants. Wow. Yeah, that was amazing. I ponied up, bought a StubHub ticket the night before, drove down to Kansas City, uh, once in a lifetime type of situation. Me and a buddy went, and I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Least favorite sporting event of your lifetime? Oh, God. Uh, okay. Sub state baseball. So it was a game to go to the state tournament when I was in high school. 
I gave up like six, I was pitching. I gave up like six home runs in the game and they let off fireworks for every home run that the other team hit off me. And, uh, I, it was against a rival school, and I still get so much crap for that, even though I'm, that was 15 years ago now. I think we all have those. <laughs> yeah. So, last one. If you had to pick, what would you say is your favorite sports underdog story of all time? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I'm going to go with this guy uh, named Andy Yohe that I've had on the podcast. and He's a guy that you probably have not heard of. But he's from Eastern Iowa, from uh, Burlington, Iowa. And this guy was jumping trains, like messing around down by the rail yard when he was in high school. And so he's jumping from one train car to the next. He slips off of it, gets his legs cut off by a train, literally, and uh, happens to get saved, lives, um, has no legs anymore, but gets into sled hockey. Um, you know, like it's like Paralympic hockey and he becomes the captain of the United States sled hockey team, like six years later and ends up winning two gold medals in the Paralympic games, uh, for the United States. And he was the captain of the team both years, um, that they won the gold. And it's just the most amazing story. The fact that he lived is amazing. And then the fact that he, um, led the United States to two gold medals is just absolutely incredible. The guy's still alive. He's like a realtor over in Eastern Iowa. Now nobody's ever heard of the guy. And uh, it's probably my favorite story that we've ever had on the podcast. That's amazing. How'd you find him? You know, somebody tipped me off. He's an Iowa guy. And somebody's like, Hey, have you ever heard of Andy? Yo, he never heard of him at all. He said, I bet he would talk to you. And so he literally is just a realtor over in Eastern Iowa now. He's got prosthetic legs, and um, he invited me into his house, went down into his basement. He's got pictures with every living president down there. He's got gold medals all over the place, um, and he just lives in a regular neighborhood. You know, didn't make a ton of money or anything like that, but has the most incredible story you've ever heard. And what episode number is that? Do you know off the top of your head? So people I don't know it? off the top of my head, no. Um, Andy Yohe, his last name is Y-O-H-E. It's how you spell it, and it's just it's the coolest thing ever. He should have been died. He should have died, but they're actually doing like a training flight for the life flight helicopter at the time, so it happened to be in the air, and uh, so it didn't take the helicopter a long time to get to him um, when he lost his legs. Wow! So I'm I'm definitely going to link to that interview in our uh, in our show notes. So I just want to get into a couple pieces of advice you have. Um, just a couple of different questions before we wrap it up. Nowadays, it seems like everyone wants to start a podcast. I'm sure you, you've seen all these new podcasts popping up. How can people separate themselves from the pack? I'd say find your voice. You know, be really clear of, of what, what your voice is as a host. I think a lot of people are trying to copy somebody else. We see it in the sports world right now where everybody thinks they can have like the next Barstool sports podcast because Barstool seems to be really relaxed. Um, and what you see is just a lot of bad people trying to mimic what other people are doing really well. And so, you know, find your voice, find a niche and find your voice and then stick to that and try to exploit that instead of trying to be somebody else. Um, I try to stay away from opinions too. I think in the sports world, there's enough crappy opinions out there. And so just, you know, find your voice, stick to it. Try not to be, 
you know, uh, all the opinion guys that are out there. There's definitely way too many hot takes out there these days. Right. Yeah. I'm sick of that stuff. <laughs> so what are some bad recommendations you hear about podcasting? So I think if you Google like how to start a podcast right now, which I did and, and you've probably done it yourself, all of the information out on the internet right now, I feel like is five years old. I feel like there's not really a good comprehensive playbook of how to start a podcast because the medium is just changing so quickly on a daily, weekly basis right now. It's still so new. And so you see all this stuff like keep your podcast to 15, 20 minutes um, and, and all of this bad advice that's on the internet right now. And I would say, um, you know, do it your own way because the, the whole medium is, is being created right now. And so if you're really passionate about doing a podcast in a certain way, run with it. Like don't listen to anybody else right now because now is the time that, that you can kind of make a mark in the industry, in the podcast industry. And so I think all the stuff that you're going to find in books or online, I think it's, it's garbage. It's already out of date. And I think now's the time for pioneers to really make a mark in, in the space. That's definitely what's great about it. There, there really are no rules. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that, that would be my, I think there's just so much bad advice. Number one, probably being, you know, keep the podcast within 15 to 20 minutes. I think that's out of date. Um, yeah, there's, there's just, you've, you've seen all the bad stuff that's out there. Just one Google search will lead it to you. So one last question, what's your biggest piece of advice for people building their own passion project? Start, start today. I think everybody wants to wait until they have it perfectly laid out and everything is perfect before they go public with something. And you might have missed the boat by the chance, by the time, by the time it's perfect. And so perfect is the enemy or great is the enemy of good. And I think if you have a passion project and you're passionate about getting something up and going and out into the world, start right now and don't be afraid of, of just putting something out there um, because you'll learn from your mistakes and you'll get better. You know, episode two or your second project or whatever it is will be better than, than the first thing. But you got to start now um, because there's a lot of people that said, Oh, I had this idea one time, or I was going to do this once and they never started. And it felt, you know, the hardest thing is just pulling the trigger. And that's great advice. Cause you know, you're, you're always going to look back and not like where you started. Like you're never going to like your first couple interviews or your first couple articles or whatever you do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You got to start now and it takes some guts, you know, it takes a little bit of confidence and some courage and, and a lot of people will be, you know, naysaying what you're doing but if you're passionate about it you can see right through all that stuff so before we say goodbye do you want to tell people where they can find you how they can support you yeah absolutely well you can uh, subscribe to the moonlight Graham show wherever you get your podcasts so apple Podcasts, google play stitcher any of that stuff uh we have a website moonlightgramshow.com and we're also on all the social media uh twitter facebook instagram youtube we're all over all that stuff so um, yeah, that's where you can find us. Well, Tim, dude, thanks so much for coming on the show, sharing your story. Really appreciate your time, man. Absolutely, Tyler. Hey, good luck. Great to, uh, great to talk with you and another guy that celebrates the underdogs. If this conversation added any value to your life or taught you something new or helped you think about things a little bit differently, 
You don't have to subscribe. You don't have to leave a review. All I ask is that you just tell one friend. We don't care about the numbers. We don't care about the stats and all that stuff. What we do care about is impacting lives. And by telling someone about the show, you're helping us do that. So thanks for tuning in. And remember, Hustle and Motivate is brought to you by JokerMag.com, the home of the underdog.